I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Down the block, Andrew's gone. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Now let's get into the games. Eels defeat the Panthers 17-16. What a couple of huge moments. Mitchell Moses inks the contract, or announces he's inked the contract at least, and you're watching the end of that game going, uh-oh, the pressure is going to be like Mitchell Moses. He, you know, he, He's just signed this contract. He's not worth it. You could already see the comments coming. They were flying in. And he steps up to the moment and absolutely nails it. Then you've got Nathan Cleary, who who did one of the most calculated big plays I've seen in a very long time. Like, we've had bigger plays in grand finals and all that kind of stuff. But, like, a calculated play where everyone in the stadium, everyone watching, knew exactly what was happening, knew what was on the line, and then still nailing it, and it was a tough play. I can't remember the last time we saw something like that. What, what an incredible game. Um, and, look, if there's one team the Eels... Like, this is the Eels. They played terribly for three weeks. Then they go and beat the reigning premiers. And you go, well, there it is. They can still make the eight. They could still even make the four if they want to. They still might be a premiership threat. And it's kind of getting to a point like I wanted the Eels to progress this year to not that side, to more of the... But at the end of the day, maybe that's just their DNA. Maybe this is just who the Eels are. They're going to rock up, have a few bad games. But when the big games come, they usually turn up. All jokes, sign everything. I thought Ryan Madison... His, him coming mm. into this side massive. was huge, absolutely massive. Uh, and I, I just thought that the back end of that game, like when, when Nath Cleary has that moment and then Junior gets sent from the field, there's not a hope in hell Parramatta win that game two years ago. Mm. Not a hope in hell they come back from that. Yeah. I, I thought it was incredible. I, I thought it was great to see Mitch Moses stand and, and deliver in that moment. You just, as soon as Nath kicked that field goal, I went, oh, fuck. Yeah. This is, this is a nightmare for Parramatta. They've yeah. done so well to be in this game. And then I oh, also thought the other thing about Nath, like the field goal was amazing. For him to kick for touch and fine touch on the 37-metre line. Oh, it's crazy. Like it was, it was all just perfect. And we, we, we were saying, we were watching it live with a few beers, but even watching it, like he didn't kick it from in front. He was on the side. So it's about a 50, 55 Mate, it's a kick. massive kick. That, that kick. I was saying he should have just tapped it and kicked the fucking thing. He probably would have got it. It was honestly it was huge. It was a huge kick. And also like... If he had to kick that from 20 metres out, it would be impressive. It wasn't in the middle of the field. Like, yeah. unbelievable. What makes me sick to think of how, where Nathan Cleary's at in his, in his career just as, as a clutch player. I don't know about you boys, but I would have been low-key disappointed if he missed it because yeah. he is that good. Yeah. There's no, like, put it this way, if he smoked it and shaved the upright or was you know, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, so be it. But so many players get that shot and they... Completely shank. Shank it. Yeah. But Cleary... I was like, I expect him to get it. Mm. He's a freak. And it's one of those things too that I would assume 
He would have never practiced doing that. Why would you? Oh, I mean, such a small... Like, the chances of being in a game, two points down, yeah. you're in that position on the field. They're so small. And I just... You've got to, I think it's been... What's it been? Three games now? We, so, St. Helens, yeah, that clutch conver, uh, conversion. Mm. And then there was another one. Or was that the other one? So, that was the one where you did the ice in the veins. That was ice in the veins, yeah. Was there another one since then? Anyway, um, he, he is just... Won't be his last is honestly, he is so incredible. But then Mitchell Moses, even the Mitchell Moses situation, so they roll down the field and I go, that is great by the yields. Super simple. Everyone's on board. Aggressive running. No one's trying to offload and be a hero. But then they passed, I think, to Mitchell Moses and he had to quickly offload and then they got caught on the edge of the mm. field. I'm going, oh, shit. This is so eels. Like, they did everything perfectly and then in the last, the second last play, they fucking take it to the wrong part of the field. But I think, as you said, this new Mitchell Moses that's a bit more mature, a bit more, you know, calm under pressure, gets to back into the middle of the field. The great, I think it was RCG with a massive run. Well, he was at least one of the runs in the set. Um and then Moses nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. What a game. And what the, a cool, the game. cool, calm head of Brendan Hands. Oh. Getting him back there. Debut. Beautiful ball for Mitchie Moses. Debut. Think about what's going through his head. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, the, it's the pressure that you're just feeling on you going, I have to not only get the ball to Mitchie Moses, I have to nail it. Because if it is a bit to the left, a bit to the right, it's, you know, it's gone. We, we were talking about the other day. I think we all agree he's got to start at nine next week, Hands. Yeah, so I was going to get into a bit later on this one. But, yeah, I, look, I, I don't know about next week should he start because it's only been one week. Mm. But I think that I think that we saw – I think we can all agree that Hodgson individually has been playing good footy. Mm. Um, outside of his defence this game, he, was, he missed quite a few tackles. And, and it, you know, that's a mixture of two things. He was shooting up out of line, so sometimes you can, have, you can miss and you put pressure on a player so he actually stops. But – the, pro- the problem is, is that we've spoke about it pre-Hodgson arriving. You've got enough firepower in Moses and Dylan Brown. So even if individually Hodgson is playing good footy, is it what the team needs right now? Um, it's only been one week, but I think they looked like a better, more structured side when Hands came on the field because he was just delivering service, delivering service. And so I want to see an- another game or two, but I just think that... Hodgson's the perfect guy to bring on for 20 minutes either side of the half and just go, mate, like basically say, all right, Mitch Moses, have a rest. Just be really structured for this 20 minutes. Hodgson, lead the boys around for 20 minutes, up the tempo, play around the ruck, do what you want to do, get him off the field. Then Hands comes back on and then goes back to Mitchell Moses' ball. Um, I, I personally think that that may be where they land. I put it this way, if Hands has another game like that, that's how I'd be playing. I'd be having Hodgson on the bench. I'd be having Hands play the majority of the minutes with Hodgson coming on for 20 to 30 minutes a game, sometimes yeah. 40. Oh, I had a lot of question marks over whether Hodgson would play 80 minutes. You backed him in to play 80, and I think he's shown that he can play 80, but is it best for the team for him to play 80 would be my question. Do you get more out of Hodgson if you play him for 50, 60 minutes? Mm. That's sort of the angle that I'd be going See, I'd out. go on lower. I'd be going lower. I think Hands was really, really good. Now, yeah. again... I'll be going lower if if the same thing happens next game and Hans comes on and plays really well, then I will consider it. But it's only been one game. Like Hans yeah. could come on tomorrow and next game and play poorly, and you go, well, let's keep watching there and just try and build this. Yeah, that's fair. Combination. I, I don't think the entry is Hans playing fifty minutes though. And look, maybe it is. I think the entry is more. And this was always going to be the issue. I think it's we need to teach Hodge. I know this is hard because he's such a veteran of the game to 
to stop playing such an aggressive hand in attack. And he needs to take a back seat and say, I've got these two star halves outside me. He can give that good service. And he needs to sit back and just give it. When the opportunity rises to attack, go for it. But he needs to take a step back. I think that's the play rather than hands playing big minutes. Maybe like a 50-30 split sweet. But I think Hodge is still the man to play the, the bigger minutes. That's what I'd be going for, I think. Mm. Yeah, I'd be going similar to the Benny Hunt... Um, Harry Grant combination in Queensland. Harry Grant, uh, Benny Hunt, although he does have quite a good running game, you know, quite structured, great pill. <laughs> Harry Grant comes on and he just just tears him apart through mm. the middle. I think Hodgson could do the same. Uh, I just think Hodgson may be too far along in his career to become a t- totally different player because it's just so not what he is. He is usually the main guy, usually the guy to call the shots. Um, I just think they look so much more... Their play just opened right up when hands came on. So it's going to be interesting. I think either way, like, Hodgson is a positive for that side, for sure. And it's and it almost feels unfair saying this because he hasn't been playing poorly. He hasn't at all. But I, there's just something about combinations that mm. I think that hands may be able to provide Moses a bit more direction. You might be right. Brad <coughs> Arthur's shown us over the last few weeks he's probably not afraid to use four interchanges on hookers. <laughs> Play the big boys for big minutes. It's going to be interesting now. Junior's gone. He's been playing, you know, 60, 65 minutes the last few weeks. They've got Maddo back, obviously, but it's going to test those guys on the bench that haven't played huge minutes the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah, The I felt... I mean, obviously, you know, it deserves a suspension or whatever, but I think the Junior Polo situation was tough because, like... I'm pretty sure he was jumping to avoid leg sweeping around and hitting him, and it just went completely wrong. Like, holy shit! If you don't, if you don't take notice of the legs that are swinging around, and, and that he's, you'd be like, did he jump into his head? <laughs> oh, big fella, brain explosion. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, outside of that, like, just a good win for the Eels. Like, once again, we're in the, almost in the same position to a degree as last year. Last year they had more wins on the board, but. You go, well, we know they can do it. We know they can do it. So they're almost the, the team that you just go, I, I can't judge them because we know one day they'll turn up and just go, boom, beat it's the It's nearly identical to last yeah. year. <coughs> it's crazy. It is honestly they crazy. They could lose their next two, but, but they can still beat Penrith on their day. I so. know, which is Who insane. Obviously. Um, and, yeah, so I, I think there's a lot of – I will say uh, is really interesting. So there's an article um, that has come out basically saying that the Eels have informed Gutho that they're looking for a fullback or at least like <clears throat> it's weird because then they were like even if they sign someone that someone might be on the bench and they come on and fullback and then Gutho moves somewhere I find this shocking to be honest are you telling me they can't win a comp with Gutho at the back there if anything they need a center and a winger not a fullback their fullback is sorted. I don't. It blows my mind. It blows my mind. And so maybe they're thinking, we'll put Gutho in the centres and we'll get some strike fullback at fullback. But I think that's craziness. A centres and wingers are cheaper, and there's way more of them than fullbacks. I cannot believe for the life of me. And maybe it's not true. So I apologise if this is just a random report. But if they're looking to replace Gutho or not replace Gutho, because he'll still apparently. In the article, it said Gutho had given them. He, he basically Gutho had basically said to the club, "Whatever is best for the club, I will do it." Which is a captain. What an incredible bloke! Mm. But I cannot, for the life of me, believe that they need a fullback. Like they need a centre and a winger. It was a bizarre article, wasn't it? I got halfway through it and went, "Am I getting batuted here? 
Is this what, yeah, what, they were like, what is going on? He, yeah. Maybe the recruit wouldn't play fullback. Yeah. He would come off the bench. And it's like, what? Strange. Like, so is it, is it, has the club said to Gutho, we just need a, a strike outside back? And that's been flipped into, we need a fullback? Or have they genuinely been like, let Gutho know that we just need a bit more strike and you may be the person that has to move to centre? I don't get it. I don't know what to read into with that article. Yeah. Um, the Raiders are sitting there with Seb Chris at fullback and Neil's like, oh, Gutho, you're, you're probably not good enough for us. We need a better fullback. <coughs> it's bizarre. It seems like, again, on what we know, such disrespect. Like, what more do they want Gutho to do, for God's sake? On the weekend, he had, I'm pretty sure he had a try saving tackle. Yeah, on Fisher Harris. It was, it was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And then he ran for 218 metres and know it, and he had. And he only had one error, which would have been the amount of times he touched the ball. He had 23 runs. And he took some very, very courageous <coughs> bombs. I don't. Crazy. I don't get it. Surely like, it's not true. Top five fullbacks in the NRL at least. He's surely he's unreal. And, and I just, I always ask the question, is, is he a good enough fullback to win a premiership? Yes, 100%. Much worse fullbacks have won premierships. Oh. It is bizarre to me. I, I can't, for the life of me, understand how they don't see the fact that they need outside backs. They need a big, good strike outside back. They've got Bencini on one side with Sivo. That's sorted. On the other side, they've got Wonga Blake and Simonson, who they're just unsure of. Like, and... You know, if Wonga Blake reaches his potential, sure, he can be the strike. But, I'm, I mean, I think he still had two errors on the weekend. And, and at the same time, Kempi, when you've got Mitch Moses, Dylan Brown, <coughs> Clint Gutherson, Junior Bolo, Regan Campbell-Gillard, Ryan Madison, Sean Lane, far out. Like, you've got to have a slightly weak area on your side somewhere. Yeah, 100%. And, and like, let's not say Wonga Blake and Bailey are bad footballers, but anyways, because they're not, but it is the weaker edge of their side. But... You can't have everything. Yeah, it, it is bizarre. And for it to even get out as well. So weird. Very strange. I, I've noticed it in your show. Last, couple, last few weeks they've been playing um, Assie at centre. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a guy they bring in over the next few weeks. Mm. I just, I think he's very talented. I'm not convinced he's a centre, but I wouldn't be surprised <coughs> if he turns out to be their best option. Yeah, That's sorry. Wonga Blank apologies had one error and it was a drop ball. Um, so it's not too bad, I guess. When you look at their, where the, I mean, another reason why they won is their completion was unbelievable, especially for like the first half. But overall, ninety-five percent completion rate, forty-one of forty-three. That is so good, so good. That have to be up there with the best completions in n- a number of years. There was it? one. There was one game where the Warriors nearly completed one hundred percent. They dropped the ball in the like last four minutes or something yeah, like right. that. So that and that was like at the start of COVID. So it's, yeah, that would be the highest in a few years. Shout out to uh, Brad Arthur as well. He, he obviously big hands to play on the weekend. I noticed that Mitch Rain was actually available, so he could have quite easily gone with Rain. He handed a debut to hands, and um, he might have won them that game. He was outstanding, seriously outstanding. Uh, Mitchell Moses kicking for over a thousand meters. What like it's it's a great knock. What I loved about the US performance is like they simplified everything and just said, you know what, we're going to complete high and kick a lot, and going to constantly kick to Taruva to take. Edwards out of the game, even though Edwards got in the game and played well. Took To'o kind of out of the game. He still had some impressive runs. He can't take To'o completely out. I um, I thought it was fantastic from the Eels. Now, if you just, just do it every week, because it's not like they play this electrifying, crazy footy. It was good, basic, high completion, low errors, get the job done footy. And if you want to tell the story of Mitch Moses' um, kicking game, you look at the stats of the Penrith Panthers in their back five. Taruba had 319 run metres. Craziness. 176 were kick return metres. 
Far out. I had 23 kick return meters. He's oh, still, he's still steal me stat there, mate. Oh, Jesus please. Christ. Throw you under the bus. I was doing the bloke. research when you were asleep on Saturday morning. <laughs> oh. And if you want to go even further. I was still ramped at 240 metres. Jesus Christ. And that's what's incredible. 240 run metres, and he still had 82 post contact for the, that was the game high, and he was taking those third and fourth tackles. And I said he was quiet, which shows you how much I fucking know. And but did, like, he, did he not seem. Not like I was. Oh, for sure, because he didn't have kick returns. Oh, he he oh was, and if you want even more evidence of how good Mitch Moses' kicking game was, you look at the centres. Stephen Crichton, the right centre, the ball was never there for him to take hit ups. He ran for sixty-seven metres. Isaac Tungo ran for two hundred without a line break or anything like that. So they just played everything out of that back corner. It was very impressive by me. And it's what we spoke about Grand Final day last year at the live show. Exactly what we spoke about: who are Parramatta going to kick to? How they're going to deal with it? They didn't execute it that night. They did on this night. I reckon Taruba's going to run for a lot of metres over the next few weeks because surely other teams would have picked up on that. I just don't know whether teams have, like, the composure that the Eels had that night, yeah. you know? like Because it sounds so easy. Yeah, yeah, it sounds easy. And you're like, well, why doesn't every team do yep. it? Um, so, yeah, really, really good from the Eels. Like, again, it's hard to say, oh, they're back because it's one game. But at the same time, like, this... Although they had more wins banked up at the start of last year, this is kind of what they were like. Like, a couple of poor games, then they would come out. Because what's weird as well is, like, it's a 17-16 win. The last two games they've led in 30 points. So you're going... <laughs> so you're telling me that the Panthers are easier to defend against than the Sharks or um, who was the week before for the, the Eels? Anyway, the, the two teams that they played. Yeah, so great, a great... Um, Knocked by the Eels. Really, really good win. Um, and Mitchell Moses, absolute class. Absolute class. I thought it was interesting this morning how I had a look on sports bet. Do you know who the uh, premiership favourites are still? Panthers? Yep. $4. Once again, even when they lose, only leaking 17 points. Yep. Like they're just, fuck. That's Imagine sick. having to complete at 95% to beat the Panthers by a point. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Complete at 95%. Have, some of your players have the best games they've had in a very long time. Like, the front row for the Eels was absolutely phenomenal. Phenomenal. Both ran for 250 metres against the Panthers pack. Outstanding. Uh, so, great win for the Eels. It will be a huge confidence boost. It's so funny when you look at these stats, how they're so flipped on their head. So, you look at the, um, you look at the Eels and their front row ran for a 500 metres. You look at the Panthers, their front row ran for 110 metres combined. So, 43 and 80. So whether that's, be, you know, because the Eels were so good at just kicking to Taruva and keeping them in their end, but it shows you just different game plans because, you know, far out. 255 metres for Regan Campbell-Gillard, 244. Both of them had 80-plus contact metres. Uh, 17 tackles, zero misses for Junior. 27 tackles for RCG. Whereas James Fisher-Harris had 57 tackles, only two misses. Far out. And Moses Leota had 37 tackles. Um, and so it just shows you how much the Penrith Panthers basically try to get their outside backs to do all the work so that their forwards can be rested for defence. Um, but what a knock by the Eels. What a knock. Anything lastly that you want to say on the Eels? Oh, well done to Parramatta. Mm. Like they, uh, I thought they got absolutely fisted by this draw, getting all these teams off buys and a very, very tough way to start the season. Uh, and, yeah, I know I said it off the top, but... Just the importance of their their middles once they got Ryan Madison back in there, uh, and he's going to be so important over the next few weeks as mm. well without Junior. So credit to Para, a good win.
Now, on to the Penny Panthers, mate. I want to f- shout out my boy, Hoss Kings. I, I can't believe I didn't put him in my team a week, so he's definitely going to be there. I can't believe I forgot. So he got a try, and it was a crucial try. 100 metres, 109 metres, five tackle breaks, a line break, two offloads, 54 tackles, zero missed. Zero missed. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, you know, we talked about how, you know, that other edge was on under pressure and... Um, you know, who would get that spot? I think Hoskins has come in and made a bit a huge statement where he probably gets that spot next week, unfortunately for Ghana, who hasn't been poor at all, but Hoskins was outstanding. What do you reckon they'll do? Do you think they'll play Hosking on the left? I reckon there's a chance they move Liam Martin over the left and keep Hosking on the right. Well, I think it just depends on, like, what how good can Liam Martin be on either side? Like, if he could be as effective on that side, then you keep Hoskins there. Mm. But if, if Martin... You know, his best side is that side. You give it to the veteran. Do you remember what Edge Hosking played when he was at the Bronx in those couple oh, of games? I'm pretty sure it was left. Left. I'm pretty sure it was left. Yeah. But I did think it was interesting a couple of weeks ago when they pulled Garner early, they put Jamin Salmon to the right and they put Liam Martin over the left edge. So mm. I reckon fuck, I, I reckon just by watching the combo that Nath Cleary had with him the other night, I reckon there's a real chance that Nath says to Ivan, give me Hosking. Well, I think Liam Martin will be so good on either side. Exactly that, right. Like, yep. You can go, you know what, whatever side Martin goes on, he's going to fucking rip and tear. Whereas Hoskins genuinely seems to have a great relationship, like not a relationship, a great partnership with Cleary in regards to the lines he runs, the things he gets through. 54 tackles and zero misses on the edge. Yep. On an edge. That's unheard of. And this isn't, this isn't one game where Hoskins comes in and he does it every game he plays first grade. He's a freak. He's a, like, I cannot believe he's, what, 25? And he's barely got to run in first grade. Isn't it wild to look back now at him playing for Brisbane and everyone's sitting there going, wow, and the club that signs him is fucking Penrith? <laughs> yep. It just shows you. <clears throat> and it shows you, like, some players are later bloomers. Yeah. Like, how many players like him get lost to the system? Because there's no, you know, there's no point if you're a 24-year-old. Well, not no point. You can do it for the love of the game and keep grinding to play first grade. But why would you risk getting injured so you can't do your job to provide for your family at 24 years old? And playing Q Cup, get a shoulder eco, and let's say you're a trade or something, you can't not work for six months. Like, so how many players that are as similar to Hoskins, battlers that just take a little bit longer to develop, just get left out of the system, just get lost in it? Tim was saying the other day how um, how good looking you think Zach Hosking is, too. <laughs> <laughs> I agree, mate. Mad sort, the mule. Mad sort. Um, Taruva, 27 runs, 390 metres. Dylan Edwards, 30 runs, 313 metres, 10 tackle breaks. Uh, yeah, look, like Panthers, it's kind of like what they do is they're just so consistent. Like even when they lose, they keep the score low and there's absolutely nothing to worry about. And when you see a guy like Zach Hoskins pop up, you start to go, all right, is he kick out? No, he's not kick out. But all of a sudden you go, there's a wide-running, damaging line runner on the edge there that they may be able to turn to to get a bit of momentum. And it's only going to grow that combination. So, yeah, good knock by the, uh, the Panthers Panthers. Nathan Cleary, we've already talked about that amazing field goal. Um, what do you guys think of the Panthers? Uh, no, I obviously don't want to take anything away from Parramatta's win or whatever, but fuck, I thought it would have been interesting if Sonny Luke didn't get his HIA. Mm. I really thought when he came on the field, he was only on for about two or three minutes, but I feel like you could feel... Uh, a bit of an upbeat change for Penrith and I, I I think losing him was really crucial Parramatta deserved the win don't get me wrong 
But he's the other factor that I think once you actually start to see him play some footy and stay on the field, uh, Penrith will be very, very dangerous in that back 50 minutes. I wonder what they're going to do with nine this coming week because he'll be out for 11 days now. You'd have to assume so, yeah. So I wonder, you know, Mitch Kenny, does he play 80? Do they have any young fellas coming through? Or? they got a few young. They've got uh, Summerton in reserve grade, Riley Smith. There's a few guys in, in their top 30 there that they could pick. So they've got options. <clears throat> uh, Timmy, what do you think about the Panthers? Mm, how is... Our boy Scotty Sorensen, mm. Panthers, they were, I think, came on about 30, 30th minute mark. Almost his first touch of the game, inject in the middle as they do, has a try assist. He's so good. He only played 30 minutes, ran for 87 metres, line break, try assist. Man, he's good. And, yeah. and I know I know he'd had a week out due to a modern concussion or something, but God, we play more than 30 minutes. He, he's in unreal form. or like It's a consistent, what, two years now worth of it. Uh, I thought he was phenomenal again. He's one of the best, if not the best, <coughs> bench impact player in the comp. Him and Madison probably... It, it shows how, how good he is that when we spoke about, you know, Hosking v Garner and who plays on the edges, that a lot of people are out there going, just play Sorensen on the edge and mm. give him bigger minutes. How vital he is to their rotation that Ivan Clue said, no, nah, I'm still happy to play, play you off the bench, come on as middle in limited minutes. Yep. That's how important he is and what he means to this team. <coughs> uh, that being said, I'd like to see him get a few more minutes because... Yep. God, he's in good form. Well, I think even in the doco all the way on Channel 9, um, Ivan Cleary makes a point of being like, Scotty Sorensen's so important. Like, what he does for this team is absolutely huge. Huge. I finished watching that the other day. How good was it? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. That and the stand doco. Like, these docos are getting better and yeah. better. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. And better. Like, the Panthers one, like, seeing the boys all put shit on each other and whoop up with the fucking aviators and all that kind of stuff. Mate, it's so good. And it, I said from watching the first two episodes, if you're a Doggies fan, you should be excited about Seraldo. If you're a Warriors fan, yep. Webby in the back end. Yep. Very impressive. And also, who's the one coach that Nathan Cleary makes a point of saying, he goes, you know, I know a lot of our coaching staff get a lot of raps or whatever, but Andrew Webster is so important to us. And what do you watch? The battle of the assistant coaches on the weekend. Webby yep. got the got the dub. I, I'm, I was surprised that didn't get more banter around mm. it. The battle of the assistant coaches. Um, and what a, I mean, we'll get to that game. But how good? What good signs for both clubs? A low scoring, tight affair, like that's fantastic for both clubs. Like they both have got systems in place that look like they're working. Anyway, we'll get to it. Um, but yeah, Penrith Panthers, absolutely nothing to worry about. And 
They are just an absolute beast of a club now. An absolute beast of a club. See who they play next week? Canberra Raiders. Oh, yes. Please put the sword to the this Canberra Raiders. This would be a real test of where the Panthers are at. <laughs> 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 Possibly without Whiten as well, who just came in and just suspended for two Is weeks. Is Fogarty back? Who? Jackie Whiten. He's got two suspended for two weeks. weeks. Please. Uh, not sure about Fogarty. Yeah, uh, Fogarty had a virus last week, so he should be good. Okay. Okay. Thank Christ. It's a great Fogarty returns. Him and Frawley in the halves. Yeah. Um, now... Anything else for the Panthers, boys? Good. I think that does it. Yeah, great win. Great win for the Eels, though, and nothing to be uh, disappointed about as a Panthers fan. I thought they had a red-hot crack. 